Scott McCain, and welcome to our podcast, Create Distinction in Sales and Customer Service, as we look at some of the things that you need to do to stand out in the marketplace. Whether you're selling your products and services, or you're serving customers, be they internal customers, the colleagues that you work with, or the external customers that you seek to sell and have them come back again and again through the way that you serve them, it's important to stand out. If customers perceive no difference between you and the competition, then why would they choose you? There's got to be something different about what you're doing to create distinction in the marketplace. You know, as we talk to customers, one of the challenges that we hear from them all the time is they're confused. In other words, confusion in the marketplace is creating significant challenges in helping you create distinction. A confused customer doesn't understand the value of your service. And certainly a confused customer isn't going to buy your products and services. You can't build customer loyalty with a consistently confused customer. It's impossible. Now, look, you can create a loyal relationship with a formerly confused customer once you've assisted in their development of understanding. But if he or she is persistently perplexed, they're going to seek other suppliers. They're going to seek other places where they can do business. So in our next few podcasts, we're going to be looking at some of the things that confuse our customers as we deal with them and creates problems for us in creating distinction in the marketplace. Now, sometimes the confusion that customers have is intentionally created by your competitors. Now, there can be as many reasons that customers are confused as there are customers, but, but ultimately, sometimes this confusion is unfortunately caused by information spread about you by your competitors. You know, every once in a while you're going to see some kind of strange story uh, online or in some publication ranging from the Wall Street Journal or the National Enquirer about some business that's intentionally attempting to gain in the marketplace by creating confusion. Uh, on the interstate, I was driving and, and saw the sign for a store called Victoria's Secret, but it didn't look like a typical Victoria's Secret, and it's an adult bookstore trying to confuse customers and capitalize on the name of the store found in so many malls. There's, we've seen situations, too, of salespeople from a competitor telling prospects so-called facts about your product or service that just isn't true. The hard reality is sometimes we do not create that disconnection that impacts our customers. And let's face it, too, some organizations have been really good at running down their competition. Many of us have encountered those women or men who sell by offering unsubstantiated critiques of their competitors' products. And let's face it, in some cases, just flat out lying to win business. Now, I, I don't call those people salespersons because that term implies a degree of professionalism that they just don't display. You know, we've seen political candidates that do that on a large scale. That may be perhaps the best example, somebody that feels they can win by misrepresenting the views of the opponent, uh, by intentionally deceiving the public. Uh, they feel like they killed two birds with one stone. They they talk about their position and their promises, and and they you know throw mud on the, on the competition. So we we see this all the time, whether it's in politics or whether it's in business or whatever it might be. We see that intentional uh, confusion that's that's sometimes created by by the competition. So what what do we need to do? Well, I read this in Administrative Science Quarterly. Sigo Barsade is the author, and he wrote, One, we need to take into account the sharing of emotions or emotional contagion, as he called it, that occurs in groups. The importance of emotion in organizational behavior, particularly at the individual level, has been solidly established. The results of this research confirm that people do not live on emotional islands, 
but rather that group members experience moods at work. These moods ripple out and in the process influence not only other group members' emotions, but the group dynamics as well. Thus, emotional contagion. This is not his quote, but I'm just saying emotional contagion is that shared feeling, that shared spirit. Through its direct and indirect influence on employers' and work teams' emotions and customers' emotions and judgments and behaviors can lead to subtle but important ripple effects in groups and organizations. See, I don't think that the way that you respond to confusion and misrepresentation is with a plethora of well-researched data and analysis. The way that we respond when the competitor unintentionally or even intentionally confuses our customer is not just to give them facts, but also to connect with them emotionally, to ask them how they would feel if somebody misrepresented their intentions to someone else, to connect with them in an emotional manner that transcends transaction. You can't stop your competition from lying about you. Oh, you can file lawsuits and you can give them even more attention. But at the end of the day, what you have to do is to connect with the emotions of your customer as well as let them know the facts and figures to eliminate the confusion that sometimes is created in the marketplace. In future podcasts, we're going to have more on the confusion that's sometimes created in, in customers and the relationships that we have with them that prevents us from selling and serving them as profitably as my, we might like. This is Scott McCain. Thanks for listening to Creating Distinction in Sales and Customer Service.